0: call prior clients just check in on them how are you doing what's going on the amount of money that i have made and that i've seen firms make with that one call who's like oh yeah you know i was in an accident last week it didn't hurt in the moment i'm in pain now like let's sign back up and i'm just like mind-boggling how often things like that happen um and look it probably says a bunch about me that they didn't call immediately. That they waited for us to call them <laughs> right in the next week. I will take that. But like, you will find so many. or, Oh my god! You know, my neighbor had something, or or you'll yeah. call them in the next week. You know, it's so funny. You called me last week, and then I just happened to see this. Like, you will, you will. Uh, what is it? Man- like, you know,
1: Manifest. You absolutely. Yeah. Will. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick and, story if I can. Yeah, of course. This, this I was so I was so proud and envious of this idea. One of our clients had. I never had this idea. He hired someone through us. He's out in San Francisco, Oakland area and is a full-time person, marketing person. But the first project he gave them was call every single past client, which is what you just said, but not necessarily just to drum up more work. But he only had like three Google reviews, right? He went from three to like 70 something in three months just just by having a consistent person because we're never going to do that we're never going to pick up the, the phone and just call like crazy as as lawyers we're um, not even going
0: to send him a bill so like yeah these, right, 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 we're, we're,
1: uh... I, why are you calling me to, I'm, I'm ready to pay you oh no don't just wait till i send you the bill um you know but but please leave me a review and he found so many people were more than happy to leave him that review and that as again you know more than me but that has a huge impact on on your searchability and visibility and all those other things, especially organic. So,
0: And I'll take that a step further. So, you know, obviously getting whatever it is, 70 reviews in three months. So when you do any marketing, there will be consistent things that those clients shared in those three months about what they like. You know, why they left the review, because you were super communicative, because you made them feel at ease, because you did a great job on the case, because whatever it was. Guess what? That becomes your marketing as to why they should hire you. That becomes the stuff you start putting out there for your, yeah. you know, unique selling proposition. Like we all want to say we're client-centric, but like, look, here's 70 clients in the last three weeks that said I was actually putting them first or I was actually answering their calls or, you know, whatever it was. Like hammer that stuff. It's so powerful.
1: Absolutely. And this is fun for us to talk about. You know, you're you're very business minded. It's like, like we get excited with all these new ideas, you know. I was like, "That's brilliant! I'm going to tell all the rest of our clients. They need to do that." Um, and it could be a lot of fun when you delegate, right? And 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 for some reason, some people have to delegate as like this dirty word. Like you're making someone take out your trash. Like, please, God, do you know how many people want to get an in with a lawyer and learn about what they do and and how law firms work? They're happy to take whatever task they can off of you and just start to get in the door, especially because, uh, you know, another one of our clients, I think he's got like 20 20 staffers, as we call them. Um, His first one he hired was so good. She's now his office manager, and he's got a pretty big law firm. And so you're you're not delegating garbage to somebody. You are giving someone an opportunity who is asking for the opportunity, who then has the potential to grow and figure out what they like and don't like. I mean, then you're just helping someone's life. What could be better than that?
0: Yeah. Well, and, and along those points for the stuff that has to be local, like I've never hired somebody to pick up my garbage, but like literally I've had a personal assistant who was, I, I'm, I'm not a dry cleaning guy, but like stuff like that. Right. And we hired a local law student and we paid them slightly above minimum wage. And we made sure that five or 10 hours a week, they were spent watching other things. We connected them with judges to go to court. They sat in on stuff. So here they are now like a, either, you know, senior year of undergrad or first or, or you know second year of law school. They've got more hands-on experience than anybody else in their age range. We can schedule five hours a week to answer whatever questions come up, so they can get the most amount out of this. And I guarantee you, they will grind for you in the smartest way. And they will come back as lawyers. They will become referral sources. They like one of my one of the people that I hired that way ended up being the uh, like county court supervisor for the state attorney's office. It you know five six years after this, like it's crazy to see what will happen right. when you treat the person right. And so yeah, dude, I'm we're speaking yeah, let, the same language here.
1: Yeah, let me just re like iterate more on that point. Of course, I talk about about virtual staffing and on offshore hiring and that, but having a steady pipeline of people, if, if you're near a law school, right, or even a college, that you're also helping for those reasons, it's just another smart way to do business.
0: Totally, and it's and it's the, it's the buy-in, right? Like it's, it's, it's interesting to me, this concept of like, what is this job worth from a salary standpoint? And I think we all have to have our worth as the employee, but from the employer perspective, it should be your job to make that job worth more to your employees in every way you can, whether that's the flexibility for them to live their lives, whether it's the training they want for the next level, whether it's letting them know they are capable of being a lawyer, whether it's letting them know they are capable of working at a you know, giant firm, you know, you'll get a lot of people that like one of our hires, um, so we're in Orlando, one of our hires came from SeaWorld and here she was like just running people through the line of SeaWorld and just wanted to be a paralegal and now like working with us, like you could be a lawyer. Do you see the lawyers that we're talking to? Do you see like you are of that caliber? You know, it's crazy to see and whether that's, you know, offshore or not, um, people are people. So when you treat them right and you give them the opportunity to learn and grow, you're going to get amazing results from, you know, the right person in the right seat.
1: 100%. It's absolutely true.
0: All right. So anything else on the what to delegate side? Cause then I want to talk to like best delegation tips, like how we get this done correctly.
1: Yeah. There's before we talk about that, right. I mentioned four main things, but let's say you have someone in office that does all those things for you, but you don't have a personal assistant. If you don't have an assistant, you are an assistant. So one of the things that we don't realize is going back to the Beyonce comment, we all have the same amount of time in a day but how we spend our time is so disparate and, and being intentional with saying, I'm, there's an exercise you can do where you can take one day or 10 days or five or whatever, write down everything you do, just write and make a big long list and then put it into four quadrants, right? What am I good at that I like? What am I good at? I don't like. What am I bad at? I like what am I bad at? I don't like, right? Bad. You delegate all those. And you probably only hold on to what, what do I like? And what am I good at? And you just created a whole position for somebody. Again, things need to get done in your business, right? In your personal life, but you don't need to be the one to do them. And so um, we, we, my business partner and I, we, we go through this exercise quarterly where we talk about like, what are we doing that we don't wanna be doing? And how do we get that off our plate? So we don't start to backspin and slow our growth and say, you know, a year from now, we're going to say oh my gosh why haven't we grown well that's cuz we're we're doing activities to keep us at this level not at the next level we want to get to well,
0: it was interesting i know um uh, i'm going to credit this to jim hacking whether he came up with it or somebody else you know like the old the old the saying that everybody always throws around is the if somebody can do it 80% as well as you you delegate it and have them do it and i always thought that was kind of defeatist so jim had the add on because then even if you're going to take it to being 100% you have in theory five times as much time to do that right like if you can get five different briefs, 80% of the way done, you can get all of them 100% at the same time it'd take you to do one from scratch. But the addition to that is you're going to find so many things that that person's going to do 120% as well as you because they're doing it a thousand like medical requests, you know, medical records requests in PI. We do, I don't even want to, 70, 60 of them a week at a not relatively large firm. The person who does them has come up with so many these little tweaks like, well, hey, if we batch, you know, all of them from this one place and do all of them on a Friday, they'll usually get it back to us that day because they're not as busy. All right. Or for this one, we got to get it to them on Monday so that, you know, it gets in the top of the hopper for the next week. Like, it's so interesting to see those things that yeah. I would never come up with, that I would never be able to execute on. That would make it work worse.
1: You you could come up with it, but only if you spent 100% of your time in it or then you you could. Like you you gave yourself the space to come up with a solution, right? And if you did that, you would then have neglected all the other things that would have made way more sense for you to spend your time on. Does that, does that make sense? Like if if you, Jordan, if you spent a month as a medical a, a, a medical records clerk, right? And that's all you did, you would come up with a lot of cool ways to do it better, right?
0: Maybe. I don't know. You might be giving <laughs> me too much credit.
1: Uh, well, okay. But I, I think you would. But that time could be spent better. So so many other places. And the fact that someone you hired came up with with really cool systems, that brings a smile to my face. It's such a fun experience when somebody you bring in makes your business better, you know?
0: And it's crazy. I don't know how how much you read into like other businesses. Walmart is like the king of this one. They have an all office newsletter. And so they've had so many things. And I, I can't give you examples off of my head, but there's so many like common things at Walmart that started with like some random cashier having this idea and it made its way in the newspaper. And now like or the internal newspaper, and now every Walmart does it that way. And it's just crazy to see, like even, you know, you're sitting here as a two to 20 person law firm. We're talking about 200,000 person companies that still have the benefit of getting that little bit of insight, that little bit of exponential growth from everybody there.
1: Yeah. Well, Wal- Walmart's really good. I just got done reading made in America. Um, you know and, and that they're they they're they're fun to read about because they put a lot of cool things in place so yeah
0: all right so anything else before we dive into the how to delegate best practices best tips
1: no let's do it let's do it
0: all right so what are the what are the ways that you see being the most effective to get things off of your plate and get them done correctly
1: a systematic order of, of delegating. So let's say you hire, hire uh, the, the billing clerk, for example, right? Um, you should have a plan for day one, for day three, for day five, for week two, three, four, and five, so that it's on your calendar, it's on their calendar, or whoever's training this person, say, on day one, we're gonna give you this, and we're gonna, we're gonna record it on a video, and on day two, we're gonna check in to see how you did. And if you have questions, go back to the video because we're gonna record it. And then when you, if you still don't know, that means that something was left out of the recording and we'll fix that. So the next person we train, we already have a library, but, but you know, so you'll help us get better. But now we're giving you feedback on day two for one, one task. And then we're gonna introduce something else. And then day three, we're gonna check in on those two things. And then day five, maybe on three things. And you, and you slowly start to, To bring someone on board in a systematic way, where you tell them ahead of time, this is when I'm going to check in, and this is this is what, okay? And it could be done faster. It could be done slower. It it depends on the position. If it's answering the phones, you want to, you know, you're you're going to put more time in day one than you would on maybe another position, right? Um,
0: Well, and the size of your firm will dictate the speed too, because if it's if it's when it's your first employee, you still have to do your job, so it's harder to get more things onto them. Whereas at the point that you're, you know, 10 people bring on an 11, cool. You have, you know, 45 minutes with everybody throughout the day to hear
1: some of their stuff. Exactly. And so let's going back to my first example, you hire, you hire your first person, right? You you give them your calendar, your email uh, the billing, and then guess who can help you train when you hire a full-time billing clerk, right? Or your next person. It's the person you already hired who's already been doing it. So as you grow, you can use your resources to help train, you know, the other new people. So it's not like, oh man, I want to hire someone, but I don't want to spend the next month training them, you know, because we, we've all been there. And, and again, those are, the, those are the mindset things that creep up, which prevent us from, from becoming better and bigger versions of ourselves. Again, I've never heard anyone say, become a smaller version of yourself in order to, to do great things <laughs> with your law firm.
0: You know, like we had um we had Adam Williams on a couple of months ago, and he's like everybody's first day. Basically, like they get a tour of the office, they get to see where the you know fridge and bathroom are. They get handed two books, and like that's it. Like, just hang out, you know, read the read read through some of the stuff, have fun. Like just you know understand that everybody's learning everything from scratch. So you may not be able to want to dump everything on them at one shot. Um, yeah. I do want to geek out for one second. Literally this morning we were in our meeting and found out the Google Meet now has a transcription feature. So it will real-time transcribe. We were trying to screw with it, like we were trying to throw out bad words and talk over each other, and it nailed. It it actually bleeps out actual bad words. It nailed everything except for like proper names, like specific names. It didn't know the difference between you know Smith and Jones and you know whatever. But oh my God! So when you were doing this stuff, you can create your own Google Meet. If they're in it and you're in it, or whatever it is, you can screen record actually doing it, and it will transcribe it in like five second delayed real time really well, which wow. we're trying to figure out. We did this, we tested this this morning. So I'm thinking it's going to keep that in with the recording. There's some way to access the actual transcript. I need to confirm that part, but it was insane. Cause at the least when you watch the video, you'll
1: have the transcription in the video.
0: So yes. we'll see how that turns out.
1: That's awesome. Again, technology can also help you, you know, with, with adding resources and, and bandwidth, right? It's just that someone is going to have to teach you how to use Google Meet and you use the system and where it gets stored and all that. So um, it's not, it's not always hire someone new is the answer. Sometimes it is, you know, let's, let's utilize this piece of technology.
0: Right. So we've got our, you know, day one, day three, day five plan. We're walking them through some stuff. We've got some recordings. They can check back on the video. What do we do next?
1: Create a, a weekly scorecard. So for most positions, and marketing is the easiest one. And, and I realize some positions are harder than others. But um, if you say, like I'll give you projects that are harder to measure, but weekly, these are the things you have to get done, right? You have to do X amount of social media posts, you got to do one newsletter, you got to do one blog, you got to make 15 calls to past clients, like we talked about, then at least people know what they're gonna be judged and scored on, you know, and 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 when I hear people say, well, isn't that like micromanaging? It's the opposite of micromanaging. It's like hiring someone and they're like, well, how, how do you judge success? And, you know, we I have, I have been asked that question now when we're interviewing people a lot more than I used to be. Like, how do you judge success in this position? What a great damn question for someone who's going to work for you to ask. It's like we've all had that experience where you thought you were doing good. And then you like, you know, you're getting energy. Like, well, I don't know what am I supposed to be doing? No one ever put that in writing. So, you know, put that in writing and then find out what people are good at and then start giving them more capacity. Because if if you laid out the scorecard and three weeks later, they're hundred percent, hundred percent, well, maybe you can double it or maybe you can add 50, 50% more to it. But if you're not doing the consistent weekly, you know, feedback and weekly, discussions with that um employee or team member, however you want to refer to them, then you're you're just never gonna know, you know.
0: And I love that put it in writing. I want to add the you're not writing it in stone. So exactly we talked about like you can edit it. And honestly, like this kind of goes, this goes back to what we're talking about earlier about people making the system better. You yeah. may get an employee who does, you know, let's say you give them 10 things that they need to do every week. They may come to you in two months to say like, hey, I think this is more impactful talking to prior clients. I think this is more impactful, posting on Instagram versus Facebook. Like you may get feedback on them actually tweaking their own scorecard to make it impact whatever bottom line, whether that's more client referrals, whether that's more new cases, whether it's more leads, whether it's better leads, like whatever that's going to be. It's crazy to see because you've given them the right guidepost for them to follow through, right? Like they've got the, the band, you know, this is where I'm supposed to stay and now they can really figure out this part works better than this as opposed to, you're right, just being like, I don't know. We'll judge it if, you know, do I feel like you're doing a good job? That's how you'll be judged, which sucks. You know, it sounds cool, but it sucks in the moment.
1: No, yeah, it's terrible. And, And you know, when you talk about using your own discretion, experience, common sense to a position where where you you can give your employer feedback and say, this is how I could be doing better. One, you need to create the space for that. And two, you need to hire the type of people who have that ability. And that that's important as well.
0: So where, I, th- I know this is going to be a little bit different in everything, but like, where do you, how much are you micromanaging people on the beginning, like checking to make sure it's right, giving them feedback on every brief or motion?
1: Like, how, how does that play into
0: this? Is that just part of the day-to-day plan? It
1: depends who you ask, right? My uh, The managing partner of my law firm has a running joke that uh, the, the training that I gave him when I when I brought him in, was like, "Here you go," and I just left for for six months. Like that. That's that's kind of you know his joke. Um, it look, I, I at the time and again because I because I, I grew the law firm from, from me myself and Irene right to to where we are now, um, twelve attorneys and I and and if you include our, our international staff right, I think we're close to fifty now. Um, it it look nobody's perfect. Sometimes, sometimes you're gonna undertrain people, and then if if that's the result you get, and they leave, well then you, you gotta you gotta look you're like that's okay. I did it. I tried it. Helped me for the time. I'm gonna do it again. I'll do it a little bit better this time. People have that syndrome where they where they try one thing once and it doesn't go well, and it 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 makes them feel better to blame it on the thing, right? Like I tried a bike one time. I fell the very first time. I never got back on because bikes are stupid bikes are stupid it's not me it's not the fact that i didn't try harder or just learn it's the bike and you can't prove me otherwise even though there's a ton of people riding bikes and having fun doing it it's definitely the bike
0: it's funny i had the the basically exact opposite so somebody asked like hey, has anybody tra- thought about hiring this one type of position and i was like yeah i've tried that position twice it blew up my face both times but i still think the position is a great idea <laughs> I still think i have the i was the problem i don't know where but i still think you're onto something Um, And then they were like, well, what was the problem? And I was like, I don't know if I can solve that. I'll hire this position. The minute I can solve that, I'll hire this for the third time. You know, we'll, uh, we'll keep iterating, but yeah, no, I'm with you. It's so funny to, to be the extra, to find the external issues. And the problem with that is like, I can change myself a lot easier than I can recreate how bicycles are built from the ground up. Like that's a, you know, we have more control over ourselves than anything else, but we want to put the blame on the external things that we can't control.
1: It. look, I don't want to just say this because you're, you're having me on as a guest, but like your attitude is such a great attitude to have. It's like, I know I screwed it up, but we're going to get it right sometime, you know? And if you can get over so many people take it personally, Oh, these millennials, I tried to hire and millennial, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, first of all, like I'm an older millennial, right? Like, you know, I I would, and the person saying this is like I wouldn't want to work for you either. You would be a terrible person to work for. It's you, dude. Sorry, but like stop complaining about quote unquote millennials, right? But you don't need to be so hard on yourself. The first time you hire, you're not going to be as good as the second time, and the third time, and the fourth time. So you just learn, and then you get better, and then hopefully you're you're at least attracting the right type of people. And if not, you get better at that as well. It's just an, nobody nobody teaches the end. Or And very few people have the innate ability to just know exactly how to hire and, and train. If you haven't been a part of, of a community or organization or a team sport where you've picked up like leadership styles and, and, and the, the type of firm, like you wear Hawaiian shirts, Jordan, you're constantly making jokes on, on on Facebook, right? I've never worked for you, but it seems like a pretty jovial place to work for you're probably you know gonna attract the type of people that you like to be around and it give you energy and create the kind of culture that that uh, you know you're you're gonna people are gonna get it and 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 you're not sending mixed signals at least that's kind of my impression and we all need to work on those things and it doesn't have to be like your style just whatever it is for you
0: and I, I appreciate that and I one of my staff members who's been with us now for two years specifically was like, you seem happier. And I was like, I am happier. You know, like I always go back to a uh, Shawshank Redemption. Like, so you got it. You're going to open your firm. You're Andy Dufresne going right into the jail. You don't know what's going on. You're going to get the shit beat out of you or worse on so many things. You're going to have, you know, the warden's going to find that one thing you're good at and grinding and dust about <laughs> it. And then you're going to crawl through a tunnel of shit to get to hanging on the beach with Morgan Freeman and, uh, you know, and all the stolen money. Like, there is that, that successful moment for everybody, but yes, you are going to, you are going to go through so much. And the more you turn that into a learning opportunity, the more you turn that into growth, the more you are, you know, the grindstone, uh, polishing you up instead of grinding you down.
1: Yeah. I, I you know what? Next sales call. I'm going to tell our team use this, just, just tell them about Shawshake Redemption and then say, now, do you want to hire us? Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know? You got to crawl through shit and then you're going to be happy.
0: Again. Yeah, hey. And you know, you joke, but like if you set the expect, like if, if we knew that it was three months to know that an employee is great, like if we set that expectation on day one or whatever, whatever the number is, it would be so much easier to sell people on just wait that time. You know, it would be so much easier to sell people on a decent onboarding that's going to lead to success yeah. at the end of it. But like you got to go through that phase you know, I think there's so many people online that are like, hire, you know, uh, become a million dollar law firm in six weeks. There's no fucking way you can do that consistently where you are. If you're an 800,000 firm, fine. But like, if you're a zero firm, like, yeah. but that's an easy thing to sell somebody on that isn't actually foundationally. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, look, just for the record, I, I totally agree with you. Um, it's simple, but it's not easy, you know, and you're gonna, you're gonna go through a lot of, sleepless nights and like uh you know I, I shouldn't have hired this person it didn't work out or i shouldn't have dealt with opposing counsel that way we, we i mean this life right it's business we, we're all going to have these things but if you're you know they say hire slow and fire fast i'm i'm kind of along those lines right i think you should you should hire fast and fire even faster if that makes sense right like you you can you can say you can if you're good at recruiting. You should always be recruiting, in in my opinion. Like you talked about like, with, with with the law students, right? It's a constant cycle of meeting great people and potentially having them come work for your firm later. Same thing is have have ads up all the time when you get to a certain point. So your 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 paralegals are so hard to find and recruit and keep. And to me, it's the hardest position law firm. So if you have a, a pipeline and you're always working it, um, you're just going to get better and better. But it is going to take, especially early on, four to six months to have somebody fully ramped up for most positions. Again, reception is a little different, but you know, and the more you give them, it's going to take time. And it is okay to fire fast. If you absolutely know in your gut, it's the wrong person, like it's the wrong attitude. They're not professional, but in terms of, of someone's ability to just learn and get better. Yeah. It's going to take time and the right people are are going to be happy to be along that journey with
0: you that's an attitude that attitude or culture whatever you want to call it like that's the one the soft skills that i will give somebody less bandwidth on if they're on the bad side but more leeway if they're on the good side because like this is tough right like if if what we did was easy you'd have five million eternities instead of you know 1.5 million or whatever the numbers are now yeah, But if you get that person that's snippy with other people in the office, even if they're a rock star, that's where you're ruining, every, you know, that's where you're ruining everybody. Instead of throwing yeah. out the
1: baby, with,
0: instead of throwing out the baby with Beth, I don't know, anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, that's the one. It's, the attitude, the culture it's,
1: fit. It's the bad apple, you know, they're, they're, they're going to ruin the rest of the bunch, so.
0: Yeah. All right, yeah. so anything else you want to talk about from a delegation standpoint in the next, I guess we really only have about seven minutes.
1: Um, specifically, I mean, I, I could chat about this stuff all day. You know, I, it, you start with the mindset and then you make a decision that I'm, I'm going to hire, right. You work on your own, um, attitude in terms of not being so hard on yourself. You, you work on your, your training and your onboarding, and your systems, and then you, you keep falling off the bike until you get better and better.
0: Yeah. And I, so I'm a huge fan when, when you can do this about trying out potential employees as contractors and i don't necessarily mean that from the standpoint of like actually making them a 1099 but if you're looking for you know a new video editor then have them edit one video at a contract rate if you're looking for a paralegal have them write one motion that you actually need on a contract basis like get a chance to see some of those things um how they communicate with the team what questions they ask what their work product looks like because i think it's easy for people to i don't want to say fake it but like give you a writing sample that is phenomenal it's a lot different when it's like well on this specific case that we have that you haven't had you can't spend 40 hours to go through and make sure this is you know the perfect writing um you know of the highest standard. so if you've got the opportunity for those things in a hiring process i'm a huge fan
1: for sure and i wish i had come up with this next thing but i didn't it just it's it resonated with me so much let's say you're you're uh you need a new guitarist for your band right Do you sit down and ask them questions about who their favorite guitarist is and why, or is the audition, here's a guitar, what can you play? Right. When, um, our office manager at my law firm, one of our longest tenured employees, I was hiring for paralegal. This was like six, seven years ago now. And, and the question, you know, like I had three candidates, and I get, at, at the final interview, I gave them all a computer preloaded with, with a legal document. And I said, you're about to do e-filing here, fix this. And two of them just stared and they had never, it looked like they'd never said, I'm like, that's not what your resume says. That's not what this recruiter's pushing, you know? The third one, before I finished turning, the, they're like, bah, 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 you know, I'm like, wow, this, this, she already met all, like you said, all the attitude requirements. But now because I gave her a test, I know that she can do her actual job. So hand people the guitar. Can they actually do the job you're hiring them for? The video example is a great one. Um, And when you're hiring contractors, because there's still a time and place for that, right? And I mentioned like, you know, don't cut yourself short and hire part-time. Let's say you need a graphic designer. Not every law firm needs a full-time graphic designer. I always recommend the bake-off method. Hire eight of them to design the same thing for a hundred bucks and then take the best four and hire those four to design something else for another hundred bucks. Right. And the top two you have your go-to and your backup and like that will save you so much time. Are you getting attacked there? I look, Uh, yeah, a giant,
0: a giant uh, yellow jacket, like literally (laughs) just right there.
1: That's funny. It looks like you have a fake background, but you don't. Everybody, yeah,
0: nope.
1: Jordan this, is just in. in this the, is real. The Blue Ridge area, hanging out where we all wish we were. So,
0: I'll be back in Orlando next week. So I'm trying to enjoy as much
1: time. Well, depending upon sure. what
0: happens with this hurricane, I'll be back in Orlando next week. So I'm trying to enjoy <laughs> as much time as we have uh, in the woods. All right. So we've got four minutes. Um, I just want to. Anything else? And then I want to dive into your biggest nugget of wisdom. Your most important takeaway.
1: Um, no, no, I, I, look, I mean, unless, unless you ask specific questions for me, but, um, uh, we, we, can I, dive right
0: we we'll end it, we'll end it the same way we end all of them. So for anybody who's been listening for the last 55 minutes, 56 minutes, if they remember nothing that you said, Brett, what would be the most important takeaway, the biggest thing to help more lawyers be the exhibit A of a successful attorney such as yourself?
1: If you don't have an assistance, you are an assistance and you can hire a billing clerk from day one that will change your life, your happiness. Sorry, that's two things. But man, every no, single one needs the billing clerk. Damn it, hire the billing clerk. I'm begging you guys.
0: You're literally hiring somebody to make more money than you are paying them that you would otherwise get without having to change anything else. Like the money's there. The invoices are there. The time is there. I'm yeah. I'm so with you. Yeah. All right. So with that, for anybody who is smart enough to want to get connected with you, Brett, or with Get Staffed Up, what are the best ways for them to get in touch?
1: Yeah, sure. I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn. So um, Brett Tremblay, easy to find. I think there's only two of us. Um, I'm offended about the other guy out in Kansas somewhere. Um, so, um, or getstaffedup.com. And, and actually, Jordan, for your listeners and everybody that's, that's part of your um, your world, we created a landing page that's getstaffedup.com, of course, slash legalese, and that has um, some free resources on there, and as well as an offer, a, a little discount for anybody who happens to, to see this episode and, and says, yeah, I want to I check them out.
0: There we go. So the best part is everybody will want to hear what you have to say, Brett, and then
1: they'll come here and then they'll use us
0: for discount hearing the awesome things that you had to say. So exactly. thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that. All right. With that, thank you so much everybody who's listened and watched. We'll uh, see you back at the next episode. And thank you, Brent, for being with us today.
1: Jordan, I loved it, man. Thank you so much.